to Sustainability Matters in the Utility Sector mini-series. My name is Chris Peterson, and in this series, I'm sharing a number of interesting discussions that I get to have with leaders in the utility space for shaping the future of the industry. As such, I'm really looking forward to discussing the corporate customer side of sustainability in the utility space with George Favaloro. Welcome, George. Yeah, great to be here. I think it's going to be a great conversation because the customer side, kind of what they're expecting, where the demand is going is both critical to the future of our industry, but also somewhat vague and confusing to a number of utilities. I mean, I remember speaking to one senior sustainability leader who put it well a few years ago when she said that we woke up and realized that we were a consumer goods company, didn't know anything about our customers beyond their addresses that we sent the bills to. And I think that's true for a lot of our utility customers. I think George is going to be able to shed a lot of light on this, given our previous conversations over various beverages, et cetera. So I'm excited to be able to record this today and share this with a number of people. So maybe just before we jump into the questions, a few words on George. George leads our U.S. energy and renewables practice, plays a key role with C-suite teams to develop, launch, and manage effective sustainability programs. I know George is going to bring a lot of perspective on kind of what our corporate customers are looking for, where that's going, and help us to, to navigate that side of our business. So, George, thanks again for joining today. Yeah, as I said, great to be here. I'm looking forward to chatting about this topic, which is one of my favorite topics. Me too. This is great. So, thanks. And so maybe to jump into the question, I mean, it really feels like that relationship between corporate customers and utilities has changed a lot over the last number of years. And I wonder if maybe you could provide some insights and in how that looks from a corporate customer perspective. Yeah. So, you know, where I start with that um, from the customer's perspective, and I think there are a couple things on the customer's mind with regard to energy. Um, first, the whole sustainability agenda and how sustainability relates to energy has really uh, become much more intense and much more. It's become much more of a focus area over the last few years, and that is the way uh, companies want to deal with energy and their level of ambition in you know having things like renewable energy, cutting their carbon footprint, and that all very directly translates to how utilities should be thinking about engaging with a corporate customer and how a corporate customer is thinking about what they want in terms of energy. The other you know, big and frankly quite exciting area is there are so many great new solutions that have just proliferated in the energy area, whether that's you know, solar or wind um, kind of solutions, storage, uh, demand response. You know, some of these things have been around for a while, but they're now more front of mind and create, you know, more substantial opportunities for your typical CNI customer. And uh, if the utility isn't talking with the customer about those, you know that others are, whether they're, you know, renewables developers or other energy service providers. With that as the context, um, it really makes sense to have a much richer and uh, a, a much more complete conversation with your with your CNI customer. And George, maybe just building off of that, I mean, what is the scale you see in the industry in terms of people really adopting energy strategies? And... Yeah, I'm, you know, from our perspective, we're typically working, you know, at the top of a company. Um, we're not working 
with individual plants usually or in individual regions. So at the corporate level, you know, they're setting either a carbon reduction goal or an energy reduction goal for the coal global corporation. And then that gets translated down to specific divisions or specific plants or, or the like, which will obviously have their own individual, uh, oftentimes, energy procurement situations. So you've got a corporate-wide scale. And then, you know, as, the, as you really develop the nitty-gritty details of a strategy, it gets translated down through the organization. And I think, you know, it's obviously um, because of geographic boundaries and regulatory boundaries and the like, you know, any individual utility might only be able to play in a certain area, uh, a certain region. But um, they should know that oftentimes what's driving the, the new requirements is a corporate strategy, you know, whether again, whether it's to cut carbon or to cut uh, energy or to optimize, you know, their energy use across their, across their whole estate. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's much more centralized, much more corporate view than it's ever been. And so even if you're operating in a region, it's really valuable to know, you know, what's driving at the corporate level. Mm. That's great perspective, right? And it really helps us to anchor our thinking as terms of you know what are, who we're trying to engage and where's where's the direction coming from. Maybe I you know it would be helpful to hear from you too. Is do you feel like we're at the tip of the spear in terms of adoption in the commercial space around energy strategies and activities, or you feel like we've kind of we're over the hump now and we're kind of in this is what it will be going forward. So. We did a whole uh, benchmarking exercise in 2016, looking at the practices of, I think it was 160 uh, corporations with about 100 of those being U.S. and the balance being in Europe. And, um, you know, we had a maturity model and we were able to get a good fix on that question through that survey. And maybe we can, we can post some of this potentially if people want to see it. But basically, companies themselves will tell you they're really early. Uh, there's no question that this evolution is in its early days. And uh, if you're into energy innovation, you know, new technologies and the like, and you look at where any of those solutions are in terms of their adoption curves, really early right but if you just if you just talk to companies themselves and say you know how mature do they believe they are and how much more do they have to go they'll tell you they're in the early stages and and i think you know there are very very few companies that today can drive an energy strategy across their whole enterprise it's a very difficult thing to do because it's been decentralized it's been something that's been delegated down in the organization often a facility manager or a plant manager um, you know has been making a lot of decisions even if the bills are paid centrally there's still you know that relationship and that uh, and what type of services they get is often a, a, a delegated down decision there are more and more companies that are taking a much more strategic view and rolling it up 
to a higher level and developing uh, sort of best practice models and, you know, have either like a central en energy engineering group or something like that or use uh, those services from a service provider to really optimize their procurement across the whole uh, their whole estate, you know, but we're, we're early in all of that. There was still, there's still such a long way to go. Hmm. Fascinating. Cause that creates both that opportunity to be part of that solution. Um, but also probably frightening for a lot of utilities in terms of, you know, there's so much more to, to lose going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's great. And it maybe it'd be helpful to hear from you a little bit about the timelines that happen with this, right? Like it seems like there's kind of that aha moment of how much are we spending on energy? How much can we save? Or you know, you hear people go through senior leaders go through like an energy audit at their house or whatever that just yeah. flips the switch for them. <laughs> kind of for a utility, that can be a little scary about how fast it can go. So maybe if you could speak a little yeah. bit about those kind of yeah. timelines. Well, and actually just to back it up a bit, the trigger event that we see, you just mentioned an interesting one where someone gets an energy audit, you know, some exec gets an energy audit in their house and they realize, you know, why don't we do this cross of business? The one we see a lot is going back to what I mentioned earlier, which is they decide they're going to be, they're going to put a focus on carbon reduction or, you know, and energy. They're going to put a focus on that from the sustainability perspective. And that is often a triggering event because it's a very high profile commitment that the company makes, you know, and it's usually made on the basis of their total energy footprint or total carbon footprint. So when you've made that kind of commitment, you got to translate that to action. And, you know, and that is often a trigger event. And what we try to recommend for our clients and what we work on with our clients is to think about, okay, you know, how much of this carbon or energy reduction can come through demand reduction, you know, or energy efficiency. And then there are, there are a number of things you can apply to that side of the equation. But then how much of it can come from things like, you know, renewables or other technologies on the supply side that will decarbonize and potentially even save money. And what we often do is we'll try to work with a client to develop a roadmap that goes through a opportunity identification phase where maybe you do pilot a few technologies if you're, you know, operating a chain of, you know, big box stores, just go back to the Walmart example. You know, what can you get out of one of these stores? How far are you going to get in reducing their, you know, their load and then also decarbonizing through renewables or whatever? And then figuring out a roadmap for rolling that out across the country, potentially across the globe. And of course, it depends on each organization on how fast they want to move, but the initial phase of sort of strategizing and figuring out sort of the menu of options that make sense for them, that can be three to six to nine months, let's say. And then, you know, doing a pilot or two or three, you know, that can be another 12 to 24 months. But hopefully by the time you get out 24 to 36 months, you're really scaling up what you're doing. And uh, you're trying to do it at scale across your whole footprint and thereby really moving your savings to the bottom line and really moving how your carbon footprint adds up. Yeah, and interesting to think of sustainability as that trigger event. I mean, we're so used to seeing something else drive that kind of 
action within an organization. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and you think about it from a utility side, where often sustainability doesn't have that relationship with the customers, right? And you know how they might respond to that. So maybe building off of that, what are corporate customers looking for from their utilities? What would they like to see? Do they want them to get out of the way? Do they want them to help with this? And then how might utilities kind of best respond to that? The you know utilities have have a choice as to how they want to engage this the CNI customer. Um, you know, on the one level, there are some specific solutions that customers that the CNI customer needs um, that are new and and emerging. And you know, we could talk about specific technologies or you know renewable solutions is is an obvious uh, thing to point at in that area. But there's also the opportunity to have a different kind of relationship with your customers. And that has to do with, you know, becoming much more of a trusted advisor and to help them think through from a strategic level, you know, how do they want to improve the way they're using and consuming energy over time and help them think through, you know, given their particular situation, what combination of utility provided and maybe you know solutions that are provided by the utility uh, what combination makes the most sense for them and um, you know they're they're often looking for partners that can help them think on that level and you know it, it makes sense for a utility to to play that kind of role as well and do you see any utilities doing that really well currently that you've engaged with or do you have advice for utilities in terms of how to get started? On that path, yeah, I mean, there there are there are a number of utilities who, you know, who have uh, put together really leading edge solutions and packaged them in an interesting way. One that comes to mind is um, PG&E has a whole uh, service to help anyone who runs a fleet understand how they can electrify that fleet. And you know, the the I don't know, that's just a a huge area of opportunity for both utilities and for um, for corporate customers who are running fleets. Uh-huh. You know, in the truck area is just massive cost savings and all kinds of advantages to run deliver electric delivery trucks, for example. And I think that's going to be uh, evolution in the trucking area that's going to happen super fast. So and there and you know the hardest issues are the infrastructure issues, and a utility is perfectly positioned to handhold a customer through that process. You know and and what you hear sometimes is the utility is the biggest impediment to helping a customer electrify and put in the infrastructure they need, and that's that's just that's just such a crime because the upside is there for the utility. I mean, you know, there's a there's a this is a great growth area, and um, and utilities ought to be structuring themselves. So, um, and PG&E has done that. PG&E has a has a whole group that can handhold the customer through the process and really think through all the issues as well as all the infrastructure issues. That's great. And then I know we're coming up on time, but maybe in terms of like next steps for utility or things that you think would be helpful to get started again from that corporate customer viewpoint yeah i mean i it, every uh utilities operate in very different regulatory environments but you know the one 
sort of shiny object in all of this is renewable energy. And, you know, having attractive, competitively priced uh, renewable solutions that work for your customers is, you know, is, I, I think, an important place to get started. Because again, that's sort of the, the, the shiny object for, for many companies who make 100% renewable uh, commitments. And it's, it's an area where if the utility has a good solution, they're going to want to go with that. Uh, there's a there's a principle in you know that that companies like to apply really best practice of try to get renewable energy from the grids on which you you operate, and so it's a it's an opportunity that you have with all of your current customers, and uh, or at least the ones that are thinking about renewables. So ha- having that solution um, and ha- having it be Something that's available to that customer that wants to procure renewables is is uh, is a great place to start. Fantastic! Yeah, no, I really appreciate it. And I know from some of our previous conversations, you'd also talked a little bit about just getting the conversation started. Maybe do you want to highlight that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, so there is a benchmarking phase that companies often go through where they want to just start to put down on paper what their path could be starting with you know where they are today and again utilities are really well positioned to do that if they've decide to and um, and there's a lot that can be done in terms of uh, you know that's a great way to have a discussion with a customer about where they can go so if you can you know take them through a process where it doesn't have to be a strict full-on energy audit, but if you can take them through a process where you say, look, here's where you are today, you know, and given your situation, the type of business that you are, the type of energy you consume, and the kinds of aspirations you have in your sustainability program, here are the opportunities that we see. And having that conversation with them can you know, really put the relationship on a level where you're helping to advise and helping to formulate the strategy. And then you're obviously going to be helping yourself be the vendor of choice when it comes time to, to procure. Great, George. Fantastic. Anything we missed or anything you want to add? I'm just trying to think about uh, the opportunity to engage customers on this level is, you know, and at the same time, be innovating. Customers will tell you what they, what new services and uh, new solutions they want. And so it's, uh, you know, it's through having that conversation that you can uncover the great new opportunities, new business opportunities that you have as a provider. And so, you know, that, that kind of back and forth is really, um, you know, it's, is really one of the, one of the other benefits of, of engaging this way. Yeah, no, wonderful. Thank you very much for, for the insight and the perspective. I, I loved, I think it was just a passive comment you made, but, you know, for providers and utilities, if they decide to, I think it's such a powerful term, right? Where it really feels like at the moment, there's still this window of opportunity to play this role in spite of the maybe the poor viewpoint that a number of corporate customers have of us as utilities. But there's still that kind of window of opportunity to 
change our path and change our destiny and get involved in the conversation. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. So thank you very much, George. Really appreciate it. Thanks everybody for listening. As always, we'd love your feedback and thoughts, including kind of hearing from you. What's your viewpoint? What's your engagement with your corporate customers? Um, you know, what have you hear, heard or where do you see opportunities for successful practice or improvements within that? Um, George can be reached directly via george.favaloro at anthesisgroup.com. That's F-A-V-A-L-O-R-O at Anthesis Group. And I'm always available via Chris Peterson at Anthesis Group. So, George, thanks again. Really appreciate it. And thanks, everybody, again for listening. Have a good one. All right. Take care.